With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Welcome to Success Secrets Exposed with Sally A. Curtis, where we share stories of challenge, success, and inspiration, along with practical tips and strategies to move you forward to your success. And now, here is your host, Sally A. Curtis. Good evening, good morning, and good day to you all, and welcome to another episode of Success Secrets Exposed. Super excited to be sharing with you a very, very special friend today. So we're going to be sharing with you how you can win more clients using visual models. So if you're somebody that's ever struggled to communicate what you do clearly and succinctly, then this episode is absolutely going to be for you. So for those that are actually new to the show, I'm a content repurposing whiz, specialising in repurposing content for speakers, authors, coaches and consultants. Effectively, I actually help them turn their books or their existing content into up to two years' worth of social media posts designed to help them increase their visibility, their credibility and their profitability, turning their existing content into new profits. But as I said, we've got a very, very exciting episode with a person that is lots of fun, and we're going to be talking to you about winning more clients using visual models. So Renee Hasseldean is the founder and CEO of Think Wrapped, and that's R-A-P-T, Think Wrapped. Think Wrapped is an award-winning system that enables small business owners, consultants, experts, and thought leaders to wrap up their complex ideas into very, very powerful visual models. And what this does is it actually helps them streamline, stand up, stand out and scale their business. Now, Renee is also an author of three best-selling books, Share Your Passion, Come to the Right Place, Game Changer and, of course, Get Visual. So can you please help me welcome to the show today, Renee, who's going to be sharing with us win more clients using visual models. Yay! Thank you, Sally. Thank you so much for the introduction. <laughs> I, feel, I was like, I was really like, oh, I'm going to clap for this person. Who's coming? 
Yeah, I should hope so. Absolutely. And as I said, everyone, Renee is lots of fun. Uh, we've known each other for a little while. We get very giddily excited about um, all things nerding out as it relates to IP content and business growth. So we, you're in for an absolute treat today. So thank you very much for joining me. Much appreciated. Now, I would love to ask you a little bit of, uh, if you can elaborate a little bit more on your backstory. So I know that you like nerding out on IP and you get really excited by visual models and you like sort of weird things like spreadsheets. Uh, So can you tell us a little bit more of your background, please? (laughs) Well, you see, you say spreadsheets and then it's not going to sound so weird because Actually, in a past life, I was um, well. You know, went to went to university. I actually did commerce arts, double degree at Melbourne Uni, and I was on track to be, you know, working in. I was actually majoring in accounting and finance. Like, what? <laughs> How bored would I have been, Sally? I know. <laughs> it wasn't for me, and I learned that pretty quickly. But so, you know, I, I I had you know, so that early early days of my career were. You know, PricewaterhouseCoopers and IBM Global Services, and you know, so I, I worked in that big corporate world, and very quickly realised that I don't fit very well into it. I felt like a, a caged battery hen, you know, like <laughs> just just didn't suit me. Um, I I wanted to break out and be free and be me. Uh, so yeah, so really, uh, I mean, no one ever told me that what I do today is actually a job, right? Like. <laughs> When I was at school, no one said, you know, visual models expert or intellectual property developer. Like that was not on the list of Dr. Plummer, whatever the other things were, fireman, right? Like none of those were, none of the, it wasn't an option, right? So I kind of made up my job um, mm. and it really just came out of my own passion, my own strengths, what I just naturally love to do. And yeah, that's you know, in October I'll be celebrating 21 years running this business. Wow, uh, which is crazy, crazy. Uh, and yeah, I, I think Wrapped has sort of evolved over time. You know, I mean, the the new the name of it, um, for example, is a rebrand in 2020, and my business has had multiple re- rebrands <laughs> through the years as I've evolved as well. Right, when we are small business owners. We kind of are the business, so as we grow and learn and change and evolve, so does the business. So, um, But, yeah, it was in about 2017 that we came up with the IP that is the business today. Uh, And, yeah, that's what I'm hoping to share this morning. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's uh, what's really important about this, and I'd love uh, to use to before before we do the big reveal, um, if you can sort of explain um, some of the problems that you were also actually seeing that your audience was having. Uh, like you, I work with speakers, authors, and coaches, and we've often got you know really great IP that's in our head. Hence why we evolve so much and rebrand so often is we've got this great stuff in our head. We know exactly what we mean and what we're saying, but often the translation of that to another party can be quite complex and we sort of look at them going, but didn't you get what I just said because it was really clear to me. Can't you see inside my brain? <laughs> so walk us through some of the experiences yeah, that you've had. I mean, I, I mean, I can just tell this from first person really because, yeah. you know, I say 21 years in business, but, you know, for at least the first decade, I, you know, all of my clients came, I was trading time for money as a consultant, right? So, all of those clients came from word of mouth, from referrals, and it was easy to 
be fully booked doing that for me anyway. Um, when it was, I was just trading time for money, right? I only needed a few clients to have a, a full book and there I was, you know, done. But I, I kind of, I was itching to do more. I wanted to, I, I kind of really wanted to be leveraging my time more. I wanted to be doing more than trading time for money. And I felt like I wanted to have more of a legacy and I wanted to, I don't know, build something that was bigger than me. Um, and yeah, so what I kind of struggled with then was, well, when I'm just relying on word of mouth, it's easy. I don't have to be good at sales and marketing, yeah. right? Someone else does that for me. And suddenly, you know, I had to be good at my job. I had to be good at what I was an expert in. And then suddenly, you know, I don't think many of us start our business except for the marketers. And many, most of us don't start our business because we love sales and marketing. Most exactly. of us start our business because we love the thing that we do. We love helping people do the thing that we do, right? Mm. And that was kind of my, ooh. <laughs> because you can't, when you, when you kind of want to scale up and run a bigger business that's not just, you know, trading your time for money, uh, you do need to be good at the sales and marketing. And that's where I was just, I kind of had a bit of a rude awakening because, you know, I'd been in business already for many years and was very successful and then went, oh, this is harder than I thought. <laughs> Why I'm not getting enough referrals to, you know, to fill a hundred sales a month or, you know, any of that sort of thing. So um, that that's where I kind of got stuck and realized, oh, I've got to be good at sales and marketing. And then, you know, to me, sales was such an, <laughs> a thing that I had this like, I, I did, I felt really, especially because I was the product, right? So yeah. when when I was the product and I had to sell, I felt like I had to sell me. And that was where my ickiness came in, Sally. I don't know about you, but like, I don't want to be out there going, oh, I'm amazing. You should totally work with me. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. if you're, if I was, when I was the product, I was like, oh, I just want to spew. Like, I don't want to sound like that. So yeah. I, you know, I was sabotaging myself because I just didn't want to do that. I didn't feel comfortable. It didn't fit within my values. And so mm. that was kind of part of my struggle as well. And then also because, what I do is not a one word thing like a doctor or a plumber that someone will understand. I, you know, if you're at a barbecue, <laughs> does it pass the barbecue test? Can I say, someone says, What do you do when I say I'm a plumber? Yep, we know what that means. But yeah. if <laughs> I say <laughs> I'm a visual models expert, they're like, Huh? <laughs> that I don't know what that means. What does that do? Yeah. What does that do? Right. So um, I struggled to explain what my zone of genius was. I struggled to explain how I help people. Um, clearly and succinctly and you know I'd often get into that trap Sally like I'd you know in those social scenarios or at networking events where someone would say well what do you do and I'd start talking and then I'd be watching their eyes glaze over and I could feel I was like you know you know that feeling where you're like I'm not making any sense and then I'm just keep I keep talking and I can see I'm making less sense it's like the more I talk the less sense I make yeah and they're starting to do that. please get me off this bus okay yes <laughs> You know, you can watch the other person. You can see they're just like looking around for someone else. They know, <laughs> and you're just thinking, "Oh, what have I done?" You know, and it's what just it's such an uncomfortable feeling. Um, and then I guess some part of the other challenge of it was, um, you know, in those sales calls or in those moments where I had opportunities to promote or pitch what I do, I'd be like, "What? What do I include in a pitch? Like, how do I? How do I? How do I pitch?" What, what goes into a, a pitch deck? What goes into a proposal document? Um, how I answer, you know, and then and second guessing myself as well. You know, once I've got everything in there, have I got everything I need in there? Um, yeah. 
And that's... Like, oh, can I add yes, which is yes, great. Yes, yes. <laughs> cool. Put this other thing in and what, oh, and I, you know, and then suddenly there's a set of steak knives in there as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so really, you know, it's the classic story, isn't it, that we create what we most need for ourselves. <laughs> and that's kind of what I did with ThinkRapt is I used my my expertise and my skills in creating IP to create a solution for myself and mm. for other people like me who also feel icky about selling themselves because now that I have the ThinkRapt system, I can talk about this system and the system's not me. Yes, I created it, but it doesn't even matter that I created it, right, because this thing stands alone with or without me. And this yeah. is why we can license people around the world to use that IP, right? So I can talk about how great this system is and the results that the system gets, whether I'm delivering it or whether one of my licensees is delivering it. It doesn't matter, right? This is a great system. It's a proven system. It works every time. We know it. People love it. It gets rave reviews. And I don't feel icky about talking about the system and how great the system is because it's, have- it's outside of me. Yeah, and I have just seen the difference for those that are actually have the will have the opportunity to watch the video. You can actually see Renee talking about her experience, and then all of a sudden, when she starts talking about a system, she absolutely epiphests and elevates to a different <laughs> level. And that I just wanted to acknowledge that because as uh, entrepreneurs, uh, women entrepreneurs, male entrepreneurs, we all have uh, difficulty selling ourselves at times, especially when we're wanting to grow. As women, we're beautiful at self-sabotaging ourselves and trying to jam to, my greatest thing is trying to jam too much in, which then just creates more confusion. To To prove that we're worth it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Whereas when you've got a, a proven systemized model, as which is what you're going to explain today, because that does actually help you win more business, because not only does it make sense to you, but it lands so elegantly and effortlessly with the audience. Um, and what I've also heard as you were talking about your licensees, obviously prior to your licensee scenario and the certification, you were obviously also able to, re- also able to replace or duplicate yourself as a salesperson as you started to grow your team and this is this is to me the beauty of the models and why I get giddy excited about it because there's this whole duplication and replication as scenario so yes it's like yes we found a way to clone ourselves Ooh. yes this is the for those of you who don't have the uh, benefit of the video Yes, for those that um, understand, yes, now we're getting into the nerdy stuff, but there's a very good reason for it. It's all about business growth and scaling and having fun along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, that was part of it. The reason I left corporate was because I, I wasn't passionate about it. I wasn't enjoying it. It didn't meet my values and needs. And so I'm so committed to making sure that when we build our businesses, we build them around what we're passionate about. We make sure that we're in alignment with it. That we can thoroughly enjoy it. And so... If we don't love sales and marketing, let's find a way to love it, right? And this is, you know, I found a way to love it by creating this system. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah. And do you want to go through, do you want to talk about the system now uh, or do you want me to ask you another question? Should we dive in to give them some context around the system? Shall we, let's, shall we give them some context? Yeah, let's. All right. Great, great. Let's do it. I'm ready to share. Beautiful. Not sure whether you need to push the buttons or whether one's going to pop that up for us. There we go. go. There it is. Thank you, Juan. All right. So um, what we want to do when we're explaining our our services in an expert-based business is Mm. we want to take all of that genius from our brains and 
put it into four categories. And you know, if you're watching the video, you can see on your screen, the four categories are represented by this acronym, R-A-P-T, right? So this is going to help you rem remember the four visual models that you need to create a complete system. And you can use this system for your service delivery, for pitching, for proposals, and actually, it should really become the basis of everything you do in a service-based business, um, from onboarding new team members to your sales and marketing, all your content. You know, you're working with the fabulous Sally, create all your content around your ThinkRap system. Sally can repurpose it. Amazing, right? It's a match made in heaven. So the wrap system, the first model you need to create is the results model. Now, the purpose of this model is to show your audience what is the gap between the results they're currently getting and the results that they want, right? Because human nature says when we see a gap between those two things, we want to close the gap, right? So we want to show our audience, we want them to, without telling them that they have a gap, right? This is the power of the model is we just show them as the expert that this is what we've seen, that these are the scenarios they get. Let's have a look at a couple of examples. So, for example, this one here um, uses a hero's journey style of results model where you, you can see we've got um, dollar signs here to represent um, how much revenue. We've got clocks there for time. So those KPIs can be represented by um, by icons. Um, and we, we want to make sure as well that every there should be no two sets of models in the world that look the same, right? Yeah. They should all they should always be on brand. So you don't want your shape choices to be the same as somebody else's shape choices. You know, choose shapes that are on brand for you that make sense. The metaphor makes sense for each of these models so that your models are going to look very, very different to your competitors' models, right? So that you are really going to stand out. This is a way for you to demonstrate your value proposition, your unique selling um, points as well, right? So th this will make you stand out. So don't look like everybody else. Don't be beige. Definitely don't be beige. And I think these first models really help to uh, demonstrate the journey that the uh, journey and the transformation that the client's going to go on, if I've got that yes. right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because as you, um, you know, as you're presenting this model, your audience will go, oh, yeah, I do feel like a bit of an adolescent in my business. And I would quite like to go up the top there and be up to, at the director stage. And so the person yeah. that's presenting this, I'm going to go to them and say, show me how to close that gap. You've now yeah. shown me my gap. Like you haven't told me that you haven't told me I'm wrong. You haven't told me that I have a problem, but I can see I have a problem just by looking at this. And now I want to help fix it. Yeah. 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 So oh, it yeah. also takes away that um, you know, that I mean, no one wants to be told that they're wrong, right? No one wants to be told that they that they have a gap. But we're quite comfortable with doing a self-assessment and going, oh yeah, I have a problem there. And having that insight. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Here's another way to show a results uh, model. This is the results matrix style. So, um, you, you know, if you, for example, if you work um, B2B or if you are working in the corporate world, this is probably a more appropriate shape than a hero's journey. So the hero's journey kind of style one we had a look at previously, that one is great if you're working B2C. So you've, you know, maybe you're a life coach or something like that. Or if you're working with very small business owners where the business owner is the business essentially because that hero's journey kind of does apply in that scenario because they are the business and it really is all about that individual. So, you know, you can kind of go a hero's journey because that really plays a role. But where you're dealing with a much larger organisation, um, a results matrix is probably more appropriate because it's not about any individual in an organisation, a, a large organisation. So a hero's journey might be a bit weird. Uh so results matrix here. So essentially what we want is worst case scenario is that bottom left. 
best case scenario is the top right and then your kind of in-betweens are the other two. And here we can use, you know, we've basically we're using icons in this scenario um, just to sort of add a bit of um, emotive kind of element. They're aesthetic but also they add a little bit of feeling to, to yes. model. Um, and, and, again, we're on brand here as well for this client. So, yeah, essentially what we can see here for for this client is that um, for his, for his audience, there are two things that make a massive difference in the results that they're getting. One is about whether the individuals inside a team are thriving or they're stuck. And the mm. other is what is the team culture like? Is it a toxic team culture at one end or is it an aligned team culture at the other end? And then depending on the combination of those two things will give you the outcomes that um, you know are possible within uh, a team environment. And Brilliant. then you can see how the team is performing. Any questions on that, Sally? No, I was just going to say. So, uh, from if, for those uh, listening to the uh, radio, uh, the radio side of things, the hero's journey very much looks like a mountain. So it's a triangle. So it's a mountain, the hero's journey from one destination to another. And when we were talking about the quadrant, that's um, very much like your. I was going to say your. Um, uh, noughts and crosses but it's a, not quite like that but it's your four quadrants your normal uh, thing that we've all seen before where you've got your four boxes and you as as Renee said it highlights what the issue is so the visual models are representative of the experience that the, the client and or their clients are having so please continue with the next one which is A. A and A is the second model is the answers model so this one is for you as the business owner as the expert what are the answers that your audience is seeking so to create this model for yourself what you want to really think about first is what are the challenges the problems the obstacles the reasons my clients aren't already successful so you know if you think reflect back to that first model right why do they have a gap what are the things that they need to master to close that gap and that's what comes into the answers model. And, you know, we've got a little puzzle piece there because this kind of does represent these are all the pieces of the puzzle that your audience needs to create the big picture of the result that they want. So the answers model is these are all the things that they need. So in this one, you want to also have um, you want to be using nouns. These are things, right? Think about it as if you were writing a recipe for your audience about what they need. This is the ingredients list. You need this, yeah. you need this, you need this, you need this, right? So that's what goes into the answers model. Um, and, you know, this is a metaphor here. So um, this is Sally Stable. She works in the tourism industry um, as, as a marketing strategist. And, you know, her results model, we actually did have a mountain and, you know, we had that metaphor of climbing the mountain because that's what it is like to run a business. And, mm. and then for her, for the answers model, We've got, you know, this guy with a backpack and all the things that you need to be successful have to go into the backpack. So these are all the things you need in your backpack. You need promotion, distribution, packages, visitors, objectives, gear, right? These You could put all these things in your backpack. If you forget one of these things in your backpack, you might be in trouble if there's an, you know, <laughs> you won't yep. make it to the top, right? Brilliant. So that's kind of how we play around with that. Uh, and then this one here, so another example, this is an IP lawyer. And, you know, for her, for her answers model, what we've used is this metaphor of an umbrella, right? Because you, and you want to make sure you don't have any holes in your umbrella, no mm. leaks, no leaks in your IP protection, right? Make sure your IP is bulletproof. So, mm. so, you know, that's why we've used the, the umbrella there for her. 
Any questions on that one, Sally? No, I was just going to say from that's just really, really surprised me because when, um, and I just really want to clarify for people, when we're thinking models um, and have it, and this is why it's important for everyone to be able to uh, re-watch the video uh, on YouTube, um, is the, the answers model was so on brand. They weren't your boring circle, square, triangle. They were on brand visual models that were very, very representative of the business. So the first one was uh, an individual. It was a, um, a, a, a person with, you know, the elements that needed to go into the backpack, as Renee said, and then the umbrella was, you know, bulletproofing, bulletproofing or rainproofing, waterproofing your IP. So the visual models themselves are quite extraordinary. So please continue now to pee. <laughs> Thank you, Sally. Uh, and so, yes, the third model is the process model. So, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, many people who are listening or watching may already have some version of this. You know, you may have heard about, oh, you need to create a signature system, right? But essentially, this process model is how do you get your clients from A to B? This is how do you work, right? So you probably have some version of this, even if it's not explicit. You know, when a client comes to you, you do this, then you do this, then you do this, then you do this. Mm. So turning it into a model is just making it a bit more tangible and visible mm. for your client so it's more memorable and so they can latch onto something and feel a bit more safe and secure inside this process, right? Because when we see it solidified into a visual model, we trust it more right? Yes. It makes more sense. We know that you're not just, you know, for me anyway, when I'm going out and engaging an expert, I want to know that they know what they're doing and they've got a plan, right? I don't want to feel like they're just making it up as they go and they're just kind of like, maybe this will work, trial and error, let's see what happens, right? Yeah. That's so uncomfortable for me because I feel like that's going to cost me an arm and a leg and may or may not work. <laughs> Yeah, and I think too with the process model, just hearing it um, described as the how-to, and when you've uh, a, when it's easy for somebody to grasp on and it's memorable, it's actually easy for them to tell the story of to somebody else. So if there's two pe uh, people in a business, it's easy for them to explain to the second person, which means there's more buy-in, and then that person's actually just sold themselves in the process because they've been able to easily explain it as well. So that's the beauty of that model. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so with, with the process model, you want to kind of be looking at between three and seven steps in your process. So if you have a 15 or a 27 or a whatever step process, chunk it down, put some yeah. of the, put some of those steps, group them together into categories because, you know, we're all, we're all way overstretched in our, in our lives. And what feels mm. comfortable to a buyer is between three and seven steps. You make it too many, it's going to feel too overwhelming and, you know, they're already in enough pain to feel like I need help, someone help me, but they don't want to feel like it's going to be a lot of work and a lot, you know. So yeah. True. Yeah. simplify it into between three and seven steps to make, make your audience feel safe and comfortable. The other thing I would say here as well is we want to use verbs. So there's action words and doing, if you've forgotten what that one is from school. Um, yeah. We want to be using verbs. This one here um, on the screen, Melanie Colling is the queen of alliteration and what I mean. So, you know, we have all of the words starting with the, the letter D here. Yeah. Our brains are so funny. Our brains 
think that if something, if there's alliteration, if there's an acronym, if there's rhyming, we make this not necessarily true assumption that it must be more true, it must be more real, right? We kind of just, I don't know why, but our brains play that trick. But, you know, so if we can, it's nice to do that. But I also would say don't force it. Um, if you're trying to force everything to start with D and then you make up a word that starts with D or you kind of trying to stretch the meaning of that word and then you have to explain it, you've kind of broken the whole purpose of having a model in the first place, which is to make it really clear and simple. You want your audience to look at it and know what it means. Yeah. If you have to explain it, then you haven't got the words right. Use yeah. words that you, and language that your audience is already using for your models. So everyday language is uh, is what I usually say. Is that everyday language or a word you've made up? <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Yes. I mean, and everyday language is going to be different for different audiences, right? Like if, you, if you're in a scientific world and your audience is always using this scientific language, then everyday language for them will be very scientific right so that's okay but if you know you're working with lay people out in the in the you know in mainstream outside of the science world then you're going to need to sort of dumb it down a bit right absolutely brilliantly said thank you yep so um okay and and the other thing I'll say about this process model as well is that we want to be thinking about and I'll just bring another example up while we do this is we want to be thinking about um, shape choices. And here, really, we want the shape to be linear. We want to show, you know, we know that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Yeah. And, we, you know, the, we want to make sure that our clients don't feel like they're landing in a foreign city they've never been to before. They get into a taxi and the taxi driver's taking them around the long way, right? Because yeah. often if the clients are buying our services, our zone of genius, our expertise is does feel like a foreign city to them. We don't, you know, they don't understand it, which is why they're engaging us. And yeah. so, you know, we want to make sure they feel safe. We want them to know that we want them to feel certain that we are taking them on the critical path, right? We're not throwing in extra stuff that they don't need um, mm. and we're not confusing them by going around the block and going the long way like, you know, a, a taxi driver who's just taking the piss, right? We really just want to make sure that we're, giving them what they need yeah. so that we can guarantee results, right? So that, yeah. that linear shape shows them that we are giving them what they need in the shortest possible time. And just for those, again, this this linear shape um, is beautiful footprints that have actually, if you imagine footprints going up the screen um, like you would see footprints on the beach, um, this visual model, again, it's not boring circles or squares. We've got beautiful footprints that are indicating the journey uh, and the, the steps here. So this is fantastic. Thank you, Brene. Pleasure. Great. And the fourth and the final model is the target model. So the purpose of this model is to show our audience what are the KPIs, the key performance indicators, the benefits that we are targeting, right? This is answering the all-important what's-in-it-for-me question. Um, now, you know, we talked about in the previous model for the process model that we want between three and seven steps. The target model, though, we really want three. Three is a great number of benefits. And the reason for this is imagine yourself, you know, standing up pitching to um, a potential client, right? And or the other scenario could be you are doing a speaking gig and you're presenting your models because they are education, right? They are, This is the great thing about it is when you create your models like this, yes, they sell, right? That's a bonus, but not in a salesy way. They sell in a way that allows you to educate and add massive value to your audience every single time. And so yeah. 
the cool thing is like you can use this four model system, yes, for selling and all of that stuff, but you can also use it to run workshops, to do speaking gigs, to do mm. webinars, all of those things. Um, you know, this is basically I use this exact structure for every single gig I do, right? <laughs> it's, I don't, I use the, I just repurpose the same thing and I can mm. add angles and, you know, bring in context from yes. the audience that's in front of me, but I don't need to reinvent the wheel. And, you know, it's really, yes, it's so great for repurposing content like, you know, like Sally does. Um, and so, a lot of time in your presentation, preparing for presentations, et cetera, you don't have to rethink and overthink and rethink and refine. You just provide education. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So this target model is the last one that you present. And so, yeah, the reason I was bringing up that context of, you know, imagine you're up on stage is, the target model is the last one that you present. And what works really well in terms of the rhythm of the presentation mm. is for the target model for you to say, and when you follow my step-by-step -step pro process, these are the benefits. You get this, you get this, you get this, boom, drop the mic. Three benefits. If you yeah. throw in six benefits or seven benefits, the energy starts to wane, right? You say, and you follow my step-by-step -step process, these are the benefits. You get this, you get this, you get this. And you get this and a set of steak knives and, oh, my goodness, now I feel awkward as the presenter and so does the audience and it feels icky. Am I in an infomercial? What is going on? Yeah. Right? We, we don't want that scenario. It just doesn't feel good. So three benefits in your target model is ideal. Sometimes, sometimes clients will stretch it to four <laughs> if they can really convince me it's necessary, but really if you can stick to three would be awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, yep, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> so, this, so this is coming back to Sally. So the example on screen is Sally Stabler. So um, coming back to we had the backpack for her earlier, right? So marketing in the tourism industry, and for her, we've just got we've got the flag at the top of the hill. You've made yeah. it to the top, and boom, there's your flag, and you've got more visitors, more time and energy. And you hit your revenue targets. Boom, 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 done. Right? Three yeah. benefits. Yeah. Fantastic. That was brilliant. So now we, you've shared with us uh, the models. We, you've um, given us some great education around, you know, what are the key elements of each of the models? How does, and, and now put the beautiful bow on it all, beautiful. Um, and how does this help somebody when they're actually in that pitching process? Now, I've obviously heard the benefits because obviously when you get to the, you've gone through the whole process, it, it makes a lot more sense. But walk us through what it really does from a pitching perspective and how to craft it using the visual yes. model. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Well, so the great thing is that what happens with these four models is they answer all the decision-making needs of your audience. So the results in the target model speak to our emotional decision-making needs, right? We are emotional beings. We all make decisions based on how we feel, right? Mm. So your audience is doing that too. And the results of the target model will speak to that emotional decision-making need. But then, of course, we justify our decisions with the logic, with the rational stuff, right? And the answers in the process model will do that. So essentially, if you present your solution to your audience in your pitch decks, in your proposals, in, you know, your speaking gigs, if you present these four models in order, what you are giving your audience is an emotional rational sandwich with all of the information they need. Because the results in the target model will answer the question of why do they need you? Why should they work with you? The answers model answers, what do I need? And the process model says, how do we do it, right? Mm. So you're answering everything they need in four pictures, Yeah, which is cool because it means if you've got 
um, five minutes to jump up on stage, <laughs> right? You can present four models in five minutes. Actually, the record for one of my clients is three minutes, 20 seconds. If you can, <laughs> I kid you not. You can present those four models in five minutes, but also it's like this concertina, right? You can imagine that you are expanding. Mm. You add more storytelling. You add more detail. You add more, you know, you just elaborate. You can mm. give examples. You can add in, you know, build in exercises and it's a half-day workshop or it's a, you know, a two-day workshop or it's, you know, add some implementation in and it can become everything, right? It can become the basis of a 12-month mastermind program, right? Yeah. It, it just, it really is this, kind of like a concertina right just let it expand and contract so you know I give an example I probably can stop sharing um that now too oh actually before I stop sharing I'll just let this one show because this is showing what it looks like in a proposal document this is a a client's proposal so the first one was the results model answers model this is a process and then you'll see the target model next right and then of course you add in your um you know about the page as well so um yeah everything you need in in one document um so yes we can we can pull down the slides now thank you thank you one um so yeah everything that that your audience needs to make a decision is is there in four pictures and um yeah like to give an example I was talking about that five minutes scenario where you know we had that for yeah so we had this client who um donated a door prize at a networking event and Mm. so she got to stand up on stage for five minutes she used her four models and boom, converted fifty percent of the room into her, yeah. into her whatever her call to action was. A, I think it was a workshop. Um, so I think Sally, you know this probably more than me, being in the in the speaking world more than I do. But I believe the benchmark in terms of selling from stage is ten percent, right? If you can get ten percent, that's that's yeah. considered pretty good. Yeah. So fifty percent selling from stage because of the clarity yeah and that was what I was uh, I'm so glad you actually I know you've shared that story with me before and you brought it up as we were just talking and uh, that's such a typical and everyday scenario for so many of us in business is you know you're talking to somebody in the elevator you've got that elevator pitch or that you know you're at the networking event or you have a massive opportunity to speak to one and one to many like that you know, yeah. we don't always get given those opportunities, but you don't want to let, let them slide because you don't know what you're talking about. And this is yeah. really the impact that the, the visual uh, models actually and the RAP system actually helps people do. Now, yes. I, I know we're starting to get to the end of our show because I knew we'd get into so much excited conversation. So we've just shared an example of where we've concertinaed it down to the minimal, so the, the three-minute pitch or the five-minute pitch. Yeah. Can you explain um, as part of it also explaining what you do as it relates to the licensee, how you've then elongated that concertina Mm. uh, for for your business, using yourself as the example again as to how that's helped you be able to do more with your business like your your one day, you you know, your masterclass is over 12 months in your your, um, certification process because that will be a great example too. Yes. Well, yeah, so I'll firstly go to another client example um, because this will give an example of of the 12-month mastermind. So um, another client of ours, um, when she came to us, already had a very successful business as a career accelerator, $300,000 a year turnover, trading time for money though with one-on-one clients, right? So that was single one-hour sessions, you know, with with her clients. You know, $300,000 turnover though, so it was still a respectable business. Um, However, she had great aspirations and wanted to grow more and obviously when we're trading time for money we can only help so many people and she wanted to help more people so um, 
the idea was she wanted to bring in a 12-month mastermind program, but as a career accelerator, as a sort of career coach, if you like, her, her methodology and the way that she worked with her clients meant that, you know, the clients have all the answers. So the client would come to her and she would know how to do it. You know, she would just know which tool to pull out of her toolkit at the right time, depending on what the client showed up with um, in the particular moment. But in creating her ThinkRap system, what she was able to do was actually show there is actually a proven system. I do have a system, but it wasn't explicit. And so what we did was made it more explicit uh, in creating that ThinkRap system. And so she went from a $300,000 turnover to a million dollar turnover in just 15 months. Yeah, that's story. And how did, so, you know, she was using the models in a number of ways, right? One, those models gave her confident clarity that she could show people what it was that she does. Um, yeah. Two, higher conversions, right? Because yeah. she used those models to run half-day workshops and from that sell into the 12-month mastermind program. So she's yeah. using them as, you know, to pitch in a way. Yeah but in a way that educates in the half-day workshop. And yep. then the 12-month mastermind program, the models then form the basis of the curriculum, right? Yes. Yep. And so you've got confident clarity, higher conversions, and then higher prices as well. Like she was able to charge, um, I believe it's something like $10,000 a year per person, but she's able to help a lot more people as well. So that's how she grew that income and scaled up so, so quickly. Uh, mm. and, and that's the power of having the IP created, right? These are assets that generate income in your business. They mm. are, you know, they are gifts that keep on giving. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Uh, I love that. And I, I do know uh, the person that you're referring to and I, just from a from an outsider wa- watch, watching and not knowing that you had been working with her, I had actually seen this significant and epic rise. I'm going to say across social media and those sorts of things, I just saw the trans- transformation in her, not necessarily what was occurring because I didn't know what was occurring until we had an additional conversation, but I just saw this woman just step up and uh, just be uh, magnificent in her own way but also magnetising in what she was doing um, for her community yeah. and those sorts of things. So brilliant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I didn't ask the second part of the question, which is about the yeah. licensing. So so basically, and, and we learned this ourselves, so in 2020 we decided to move into the licensing model for us. So what that means is we train people who um, are already working with clients that need this kind of system. We train them to uh, create ThinkRapt systems for their own clients and that's a four-day intensive training and then they're licensed to then use it so they can, you know, go out and do that. Now, to create a licensing model, you know, just in case anyone else out there is thinking about it, you know, it is a can feel like a big, hairy, audacious goal, right? It's yeah. it's a big unknown. But what we realised, I very, very quickly, I pretty much created that training in less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. And because, believe it or not, my process model was the basis of mm-hmm. that training. I just needed to show my new licensees how to run my process model that's all the that's what the training is based on the process model became the basis of my licensee training and Mm. you know I'm constantly discovering new things about these models and new ways that they can be used and when I discovered when I found that it was just one of those oh there's another great thing about these models you know and um that was just super exciting to me and and we love, you know, we've got our first licensees now out there working with clients around the world. I no longer work one-on-one with clients. The licensees mm. do that. Um, and then we have our, our Craft Your Pitch 
kind of platform as well where people can create their own visual models using our step-by-step guided system and again that they get a feedback session with that though with a licensee so you know we're really really committed to making sure that people you you can't create these things in isolation you know because there's the there's there's so much going on and you know I think we second guess ourselves all the time anyway you know if you go back to me the beginning of the story where I was you know if I'd create a proposal document or I'd create something there's that second guessing of thinking have I put in everything I need I think this is good but is it good enough I don't know like you need someone else to look at it and you need them to look at it with expert eyes to yeah, know perfect. so you know if you're going to build your whole business on it it's definitely important to have um that that um expert opinion and, and feedback to make sure that you take the quality from yeah maybe to awesome um yeah brilliant um, and we've got a bit an offer which I'll ask to uh, drop across the ticker. If you can just explain a little bit about what that offer is, so people can take advantage of that of that now or later. <laughs> awesome! So if you go to the link, um, we have a special offer which is a copy of my book, Get Visual. It's a best selling book, um, and it explains more about the four models that we've cre- we've talked about today. Um, yes. With more examples as well. Um, and you get a free copy of that book. Just use the coupon code Sally when you go to the checkout. And yeah, you just pay for postage if you're getting the paperback or the um, ebook will be completely free because there's no delivery charges. Yeah, brilliant. And I have read that book, which is another reason I wanted to have Renee on. It's a beautiful book. It's very easy to read. It really does step everything out and gives you some incredibly uh, good insights of how to go about creating your own visual models. So thank you very, very much. We've got a few more minutes left. Is there anything else in closing that you would like to share or say uh, to help the audience have forward movement? I think I, you know, it's, and I do this every year in my business, and that is to set aside time to work on, you know, the big picture stuff. And this is really big picture stuff. Yeah. <laughs> big picture, haha, picture, visual. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for another coffee, Sally. I'm like, I'm making myself laugh. Yeah, that's all right. I can relate to that. And I was just coming back to, for, for, from a recap perspective, uh, from a visual perspective, I think it's very much uh, and where you and I align is, you know, I, I see the inner genius in other people, but this is their process of actually extracting that inner genius in themselves to create their own versions of visual models firstly yeah. and then in the second in, and in that second growth stage where and that second growth stage is is um ever continuing it's ever evolving is turning that knowledge and those models into the productization whether it's you know the first you know the five minute pitch whether it's the half day workshop whether it's a full day workshop whether it's a 12 month scenario or in your case whether it's a licensing i think that really is the opportunity that the audience actually has when they've solidified and created their visual models. Yes, absolutely. And I would say, so we cover that in stage four of the book. So that's where we talk about packaging because, yes, you know, we talk about ThinkRap as a pitching and proposal system, but it is so much more than that. It really is developing the intellectual property in your business, um, which is about that productizing, right? And that's how you streamline. That's how you can scale is by you know, not trading that time for money by actually turning what it is that you do into a repeatable, you know, process. Because if you can repeat it and you know every single time it's going to work, you can over time increase the profit margins because you've got economies of scale. Look at me, the old accountant's coming out. There was a reason that you started the journey there. There you go. Yes. (laughs) And we come full circle. Full circle. Yay. 
Thank you so much for sharing so much of your inner genius uh, with us uh, today. It's been an absolute pleasure to be able to share time with you and uh, relearn and re-remember some things that we had actually discussed and I had actually learnt and, and look forward to continue to implement. So thank you very much, Renee, for sharing so much with us. Thank you, everyone, to the audience. We look forward to seeing you on another episode of Success Secrets Exposed. Take care. Thanks, Ellie. Bye for now. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, and I trust that you got some inspirational tips to move you forward. You can find this episode along with many more on your favorite streaming platform such as iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and more. See you next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for more Success Secrets Exposed with Sally A. Curtis.